0: Welcome back to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast. Uh, First episode on a new platform, so I'm excited about that. You guys probably aren't noticing anything uh, different at all yet, but hoping to get some changes uh, that are just for the best around here, okay? Now, if I sound a little under the weather, it's because I am. It's very cold over here. It just uh, completely shifted temperatures. It got down to freezing last night, I think, Um So, yeah, just uh, one of those things, you know, but I'm going to make sure that I don't sniffle at all here. Uh, I'm going to get away from the microphone when I do have to do so. But uh, we were doing the cunt episodes, as you, I hope, have heard of the conspiracy underground news team stuff. Right. With ghost over there from my third eye. And that's been a ton of fun. And somebody that uh, I've known through the show for a little while, her name's Colleen. She sent me a really interesting video, and I don't even know if she intended for it to be discussed on the Conspiracy Underground News team there, but it was very interesting. It was talking about this sacred mountain. Uh, Some sources will tell you it's in Tucson, but it's actually in Safford, Um, so it's about 70 miles northeast of where I'm at. Uh, Maybe a little less than that because I am pretty far north, but that doesn't matter. What matters is what is alleged to be going on there um this area is owned by the vatican okay uh nickname is the pope scope but it's got a, a you know kind of a much darker real official name to it and we'll get into all this stuff here but the location is very interesting too it, it really is an incredibly spiritual location for native americans and specifically apaches now it's become known as the last of the sacred cultural locations to the Apaches, I guess, from what I was researching here. Um, I don't know if that that means that it's untouched or one of these, like, you know, maybe it's massively sacred to these people, which the church says it's not sacred, so it's kind of shitty that, you know, these people of a different religion and a different culture altogether come in and um, just shit all over the sacred spot that these Apaches hold so in such high regard, right? Um, But it makes total sense that the Vatican would run these people out, if you think about how the Vatican kind of operates, and not even allow them to, I guess, visit the location without a heads up. Supposedly, if people do want to go and pray there now, um, they have to give a 48-hour notice. I don't know if that's changed since 2020, but this is a, a lot of where my research from this was coming from. Uh, And I've heard people, you know, mention this, this telescope uh, and this observatory that we're going to get into here. But I don't know. I just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit, especially since, uh, you know, a good friend of the show brought it up. And uh, it it is incredibly interesting. And if we're talking about uh, other things that the Vatican do to this area that just makes sense, uh, it's it's creating this telescope I keep referencing. And it's called the Lucifer One. And before you go and, uh, you know, look into this yourself, fact checkers are already ahead of you, okay? Uh, in 2012, the name of the telescope was changed to Lucy. So, you know, don't accuse the Vatican anymore of being, like, satanic, money laundering, brainwashing operation of some kind. Like, it's just it's just on the up and up here. They changed it from, uh, you know, evil Lucifer to good old playful Lucy, L-U-C-I, so... Um, in the Apache language, I guess this this mountain is called Dazil Nishan Sian. And I'm guaranteeing I'm butchering that right, butchering that right now. But um, I have a good source where you can look at a cool website, kind of breaking this stuff down, and I'll get into that in a second. But um, this big mountain sitting uh, is what that that whole word means. The the Dzil. Nesha Sian means big mountain sitting. And due to its uh, you know, profile, I guess, meaning it looks like a, uh, a sitting giant, right? Um, kind of interesting for sure, though. And here the ancestors of the Apache are buried, so very sacred. Um, medicine men would also collect herbs for therapeutics, and shamans would be performing rituals and sacred rites in this area. Extremely energy-dense, you would think. Um, a lot of this area actually, as I was reading a little bit about Tucson, Tucson sits on a pretty significant ley line as well. So a lot in the southwest of the United States and really southern Arizona,, uh, Tucson is really the largest city that is this far south. There's some smaller towns and whatnot Benson and shit like that, which I think are actually, you know, considered to be cities, but they're much smaller than what we got here and to be honest I don't even know where Benson is if it's south or north so I might have just sounded stupid now probably there's people that don't even believe that I live in Tucson and I'm just in some CIA bunker somewhere misinforming people Uh, but then you know I don't know that's a rabbit hole on its own I guess but um, where was I here so talking about the ley lines and what sits here and all of these people um, in this area not only Tucson being um, on, a, on a major ley line, this does sit right on, on one as well. And what's interesting, if you look at a map of ley lines, specifically in the United States, there's a hot spot, very, very big hot spot of where, like, sort of like a, I don't know what the proper term is, but where all the ley lines converge into an area. And there's many places all around the world. There's one off the Bermuda, uh, I think it's right in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, off the coast of Florida there. And there just happens to be one in what's called the Organ Pipe Cactus National Monument. And this is right next to the Tohono O'odham Nation, which is another tribe of uh, Native Americans. There's a massive spot here where all these lines converge. And it's right there at the Arizona-Mexico border. If you know like the shape of Arizona, there's that bottom edge that's straight and flat. And then it kind of goes up at an angle towards California before it gets like into the Colorado River and Um, that little angled piece right in the middle there, there's a considerable amount of ley lines meeting up and all these splinter off to Tucson, to Safford, and obviously in a 360 degree angle. But these two areas just happen to be right on top of pretty powerful ley lines. And I mentioned that uh, source that I was looking at a lot of this and I'll actually be reading from it a little bit here. It's called monkeyandelf.com. It sounds goofy as hell, but, um, man, is it a cool website. Um, They had, like, uh, some articles on, like, the paranormal. Uh, It's real similar to another one that I look at often, and I always quote or, you know, credit the sites where I get the information from. But they had, like, some information on, like, these luminous beings during the Vietnam War, Uh, lots of Stargate stuff, lots of alien stuff. If you're into that kind of shit, monkeyandelf.com is where I'm getting this. And I'll post a link for this exact one here. Now, this is actually a quote, um, a few paragraphs here that I wanted to read from that site, kind of describing some of the significance of this location, um, not only to the Native Americans, but also like why the the Vatican may, you know, be this may be a sought after place for many different groups, right? Um, It says the sacred place of Mount Graham was completely ruined by the construction of one of the largest astronomical observatories on the planet, which is made up of seven telescopes for more than 20 years now, since the first mine of the construction um, for the foundations was set off. The Apaches have led strong opposition. Again, this is a sacred area to them. Why wouldn't they now uh, the top of the mountain, the part considered the most sacred by the Apaches? has been closed to access, and the Apaches are also forcibly removed from their sacred place. It's interesting. So what what used to be a sacred place to these people, they now get arrested uh, if they show up without invitation or without a 48-hour warning, like I mentioned. Continuing with uh, Monkey and Elf here, Mount Graham is a naturalistic oasis of great geological importance, since it is the last example of the area of the ecological habitat existing in the last ice age. So there's some some really old shit up here that even says, inside survive several species of animals and planets in danger of extinction. This is kind of like a little uh, window into... I guess the Ice Age. Like That's what's kind of interesting here. Now, uh, back to this. Therefore, both American and European environmental movements have lined up alongside the Apaches for decades. Um, Now, in a battle, uh, a battle has been waged for the defense of Mount Graham for several years, which brings together Indian tribes, environmental movements, and organizations from all over the world. Uh, Despite being a massively tall mountain, The uh, area has been deemed, quote, not fit for astronomical observation, which is interesting. Why would you have an observatory here if this isn't fit for astronomical observation? Uh, It's actually a horrible spot to gaze at the stars, which brings up one of these other questions that that we'll go through. I mean, there's so many questions here, honestly, but uh, and lots of theories. But why would you set up a telescope here? And then why would you call it Lucifer, right? Lucifer could be like known as like the master of lies, right? Or the great deceiver, whatever you want to refer to that entity as uh, the morning star, which is also brought up here. I guess there's a lot of morning star references all throughout this location. So kind of interesting. Now, my thought here is, is it possible that this whole thing was set up under the authority of the Vatican, no matter how credible you personally see the authority there of that church. Uh, I I obviously don't see it very high, but it doesn't matter what I think. It seems like uh, they got some pull, don't they? Uh, them and the black nobility really kind of run shit, it seems, but uh, that's beside the point. It seems kind of like a way to lie and to get some serious support for the NASA cause here, right? Learning more about space and observing, you know, Shit that normal telescopes can't see, honestly, and I'll get more into that here in a bit because it is an infrared scope. And I guess they've picked up some pretty interesting UAPs, I guess we're calling them now, like UFOs to the the casual. So um, I don't know. It seems like a lot of lies going on here related to space specifically, obviously, right? Now, I don't know how much I fall into that theory that I just kind of laid out that maybe they're just totally lying about this. It seems like an interesting way. If that is the case, it seems like an interesting way to just you know diss on the natives, which you know a lot of the you know corporate world and you know the bureaucracy or the fascists or whatever you want to call them uh, seem to have a habit of doing this. But in my opinion, there's something much much deeper going on here. And on top of all of that, there are a lot of people familiar with the supposed science of this telescope and say that it's basically the biggest uh, pair of binoculars, okay? Um, they actually claim that it's a joke. You know, people that are very educated on how this kind of stuff works, uh, a lot of people, too many people for what's going on here, uh, are saying that it's complete bullshit. Like, you know, they're they're hiding something, and that makes you ask what, right? Now, again, adding insult to injury here, uh, the Vatican has said that this is not even a sacred site, Right? So, I mean, just what you would say if you were actually trying to keep a sacred site for yourself or justify your actions by going in and just demolishing what these people hold in high regard, obviously. And and I think that they should. It gets a little cartoonish when you have, like, you know, white girls painting their faces and putting feathers in their hair and doing dramatic TikToks and stuff. But there's people that actually hold this stuff in high regard, and, and they've never, you know... I don't know. They, they never seem to get their freaking way when it comes to this stuff. And it's uh, it's pretty interesting for sure. And it's it's scary and sad. It's all, all kinds of shit. Um, I think that there's definitely something occult going on here. And then I also just really don't understand how the Vatican can have any authority here in the United States. But there is the University of Arizona that's also involved. This is like our local college. Uh, local university, I should say. It's a massive... Uh, I shouldn't say it's local like that. Like, it's not a fucking... Uh, what do they call those things? Community college. It's, it's a massive university. Um, them and ASU are rivals, right? We, I actually just went to a football game with them, and we always cheer for U of A big time, but this department at least is a bunch of pieces of shit. Uh, you know, my sister goes there, so she's cool, but, you know, the, a lot of the stuff with a lot of these universities is very corrupt. And with the U of A, together with the Jesuits... Um, and with the support and arrogance, actually, of the Vatican, they've been able to accomplish a lot for their narrative and for their agenda, which is just completely denouncing the beliefs of people that want to go in and use this place as a sacred, uh, sacred ground. Um, so this kind of like shits in the idea of freedom of religion, at least for, you know, the Native Americans out there, right? um again just a, a group of people that has been shit on uh in this country for a long time. Um they got really fucked. Um actually Matt from the Great Deception does really good research on that exact topic, the buffalo uh quote where like, you know, a dead buffalo is a dead indian, right? Um because they they really depended on these things and they kind of lived in harmony with them even though they were a massive food source and a source for warmth and all kinds of shit. Um and there's there's horrible photos that look fake, um, which I don't know if they are or not, but they absolutely just look like it's not even possible to kill this many buffalo mountains and mountains of these things. So, yeah, they they that's just like a small piece of how much these people just get jerked around by uh, by corporate America, really, and, and the government, like I said. But um, yeah, so there's this guy, too, uh, seems to me like a Jesuit mouthpiece. His name is George uh, Father George coin i believe c o y n e and uh he says that the vatican has declared that it will continue to operate in the uh in the project as it believes that the place has no characteristics of sacredness again who were they to say here that's why i mean it's clear that this dude isn't coming to these conclusions himself he's just speaking on behalf of whatever the hell is going on here okay now With that being said, uh, kind of describing a little bit of the sacredness of the place, let's get back into this Lucifer 1 telescope. Um, Again, the name alone, very interesting. Who owns it? Kind of, uh, you know, adds a little more proof to the theory that, I don't know, uh, Catholicism seems to be pretty damn fucked up. Uh, But at least the highest part, I'm not saying that any group of uh, any, any religion out there at the lower levels are corrupt. There's a lot of people just trying to find their version of, of God or the Creator or whatever, but man, the Vatican just, their track record is awful. Supporting Nazis. I mean, we can go on and on with these people. So yeah, let's get into the uh, actual bits of the telescope. Um, this thing, the the Lucifer, it's kind of interesting how they get their name too. It stands for the Large Binocular Telescope Near Infrared Utility. Uh, with camera and integral field unit for extragalactic research. There's like uh, what twelve words in that, and then they pull from that Lucifer. So you know they were they were really reaching when they did this. Again, I'll, I'll take that again for you. Large binocular telescope, near infrared utility with camera and integral field unit for extragalactic research. Again, this is an infrared telescope, meaning that it can see things that other telescopes can't. And this is back to the um, monkey and elf site that that kind of get in gets into the description here. It says the Lucifer One Telescope became operational on April twenty first, two thousand and ten, and therefore owned by the largest religious organization in the world, the Vatican. Inaugurated a year later, another telescope, the Vatican Advanced Technology Telescope, the VATT. And this was uh, created in collaboration with the um, U of A as well. Okay, both of these were were you know joint projects for the U of A. Um, So they are working with the damn Vatican on this, obviously, and financed by the Vatican Observatory Foundation, thanks to donations from sites like uh, and, and organizations like what they say is American Faithful. Now, when they refer to American Faithful, I think that they're meaning Faithful American. I don't know if that was intentional misleading or if there is a group that I just don't know about called American Faithful. But this one, Faithful American, that I think that they're referring to is a left wing, total fake Christian organization. Like, it's like the kind of Christian organizations that were telling people that God created the vaccine because God created people. That kind of shit. Um, There's actually a a quick, you can get a total, like, understanding of what they stand for just by reading off their site. a, A simple thing here. It says with hundreds of far right politicians using Christ's name to deny election results, demonize their opponents, enact a theocratic agenda and spread dangerous conspiracy theories, all with the blessing of pastors and televangelists. Christian nationalism is the Christian nationalism is the single biggest threat to both democracy and the church today. And their slogan is love thy neighbor. No exceptions. Okay, um. Total left wing organization here. Uh, they had a bunch of stuff with like Amy Grant, uh, negative articles about Trump, good articles about Biden. So this is who's funding this. And and you would imagine that it wouldn't be some, uh, you know, right wing organization, even if the right wing organization was created by the CIA. Like they're not going to be the ones behind this. The liberals seem to be OK with this kind of stuff. Um really don't understand how you can be a Catholic and a liberal, but that's between them. I'm not judging. I'm just, I I really don't get it, Uh, how you can support Biden and be a Catholic or worship. I mean, I guess I I understand how you can be a Catholic, but, you know, look to, to the Christian God and Jesus and all that, right? Like, it just does not line up to me, but whatever. But going back to the telescope and the observatory, why was there such a rush? Uh, to get these telescopes all up. These are high-tech telescopes, obviously some of the biggest, if not the biggest of their kinds. Um, The observatory itself is like on a list of like 20 massive um, observatories around the world. So it's not just a... It's more than significant, the size alone. But uh, yeah, they, they say that these types of telescopes are used to observe very distant space objects and also potentially calculate some kind of approaching objects. Now this is where shit kind of gets interesting. Um from the statements received by some of the researchers at the Vatican Observatory Foundation, one of the ones that were help um uh, fund all this stuff. Uh they would have built this telescope for the same reason that the Sky Hole and the IRAS and the silo Space Telescopes were designed. And this is to hunt down the planet called Nibiru, right? Or Nibiru depending on, you know, I've heard it said both ways and I'm not the biggest space guy, so I, I, I've always called it Nibiru. But um, there's really interesting movies about this, too. There's one. I forget who the hell's in it. It's kind of a Scientology idea, but it shows that there's a massive planet coming. And it's not the new one with Jennifer Lawrence, but uh, it's like a rich family that says that they know that it's not going to happen. And so they're lying to everybody the whole time, their friends and their family. And it's just interesting because you see this planet getting closer and closer When they look up in the sky, there's this big blue planet. So um, this is definitely in pop culture significantly. And we know that art imitates life. And a lot of conspiracy theories are shown to us in movies. Um, So I don't know. I I used to think that the whole Nibiru thing was totally fake. Uh, I went through like a journey with it. I thought that it was super real and super interesting. Then I was like, oh, this is totally fake. And now I kind of think it's a code word. For something like I don't know Nephilim or uh, you know Anunnaki, who knows? It just seems like some something negative here. And this planet Nibiru orbits around a small brown dwarf star, which is a companion of our own sun, and this is called the Dark Star, the Black Old Sun songs, uh, the Nazis worshipping the Black Sun, uh, what people say is the inner sun in the in the inner Earth. So. I don't know. This is this is all kind of confusing to me, but I'm laying it out here just in case it sparks any ideas in your head. Uh but yeah, I mean they allege and people that know a lot more about this than I do claim that the the sole purpose for this Lucifer telescope to be created and where it's created is to observe Nibiru. Right? I, I don't know. It's just it, it's kind of uh it's kind of mind-blowing when you think about that because they don't talk about that. Um, there's an inside source from a certain journalist that I'm also skeptical of that talks about this out, out in the open and UFOs and all this shit. But as far as we're concerned, uh, this is just to observe the stars, which they have kind of proven this is a shitty location to do so in. I mean, you get a lot of light pollution, you get a lot of other shit, uh, from the area that it's at. So why there? Well, it's becoming a little more clear in my head, but, um, I don't know what you think. But I've got a little more from the site there. Um, And this one actually might be from a separate site that I was looking at called Bibliotech Lades, I think. Uh, So there's that one. And then there's one other that I will list here as sources because I I checked a couple sites just to see what they all thought about this facility. And uh, they all kind of come to the same conclusion. So uh, it is that it is to to hunt down the planet Nibiru. Um, to keep an eye on what's going on there, if it's going to hit us, when it's going to hit us. They already know if this stuff's going to happen, right? Uh, but they spend a lot of energy and time trying to keep people away. That might blow a whistle on this kind of thing. Um, so this is, again, from from my little site here. Um, these objects can be detected with the help of Lucifer and Vat, a beastly set of super-cooled infrared cameras, also known as a ULBT, Uh, which I guess is a Utility Large Binocular Telescope. Um, And this is uh, with a powerful and sensitive camera. It manages to capture spectacular images for uh, a count of extragalactic research. Extragalactic meaning, from what I understand, outside of our solar system. Uh, So yeah, this this is looking very, very far if it is in fact real. And I can hear you flat earthers out there. I don't know what the hell this is. This is what they're telling us it is. So the reason is why? Why the symbols? Why the why the Lucifer? Why the Morning Star references? Why the fucking location? Right? Um, I think that it definitely has something to do with the ley lines, but it, it's tough to really know. So uh, anyway, getting back to this, the first camera was mounted on the Lucifer One telescope in two thousand and ten, while the Vat telescope uh, it was mounted in two thousand and eleven. Now, according to some reports, the ultimate of powerful telescopes, the Lucifer 2, should be completely installed by the end of 2015. Now, again, I told you this article was from 2020. I don't know why they're saying 2015. I don't know if this is a secret telescope that isn't actually available. There are some videos online of people talking about Lucifer 2 and actual Jesuit sources, it appears. So, yeah, I mean, this was... uh, this this could have been done a little bit better research on their end i guess but they said that this would be completed uh 5 years after the lucifer 1 was and uh, apparently it was so yeah it's interesting why why would the vatican have this um if if they pretend to fight lucifer like they do um obviously if you know much about the vatican there's a ton of imagery around That would suggest otherwise, but, uh, yeah, hell of a coincidence. There is this thing called the Lucifer Project that all this is a part of. And that, that begs the question too, what's the Vatican's involvement there with the Lucifer Project? If I were to guess what the involvement of the Vatican is, I think it would actually be with this increasingly, supposedly, increasingly accepted reality that we're not alone in this universe, right? Um... What kind of implications that would bring if that was if that fact became an actual fact, right? If there was if there was tangible proof that no one could deny that anymore, what effect would that have on Christianity? And then specifically in their you know to their concern, what would it have on what kind of effect would it have on Catholicism? So I think that they're trying to help manufacture um, this idea to aid in a one world government. I always I always go back to this. It seems incredibly important to these people and it seems like they're behind schedule so they're trying to ramp things up yeah i mean there's even that clip of reagan a lot of pe- a lot of conservatives like reagan he was laying the, the groundwork you know in a very subtle subliminal way when he was referencing uh you know i often think how the world would be if you know proof of aliens became 100 percent fact and we realized that there were greater enemies away from us like you know our fellow man is not the enemies, blah, 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 all that one world love shit. I am not against world peace, right? I just know it's impossible with the way that governments operate. Um, and if we all were unwonder, un, under one leader, obviously that has some heavy implications too, uh, which you would think the Catholic Church would try to be drifting away from rather than supporting globalism, Right. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Again, not a Bible expert here, but I thought that the one world leader was supposed to be the Antichrist. And this is a reference to Lucifer as well, obviously. Doesn't seem like the Catholic Church is in any way trying to prevent a one world leader. So, again, just more and more mounting evidence. Um, I don't know if that's distraction, uh, looking to the stars and talking about all this fantastical shit when maybe. There's these these entities are more interdimensional, which is kind of what I lean towards. And that brings up another point about this location that there's a lot of people that allege that this is a Stargate or a portal of some kind. Um, so I don't know, maybe it's recency bias or something, but I find it to tie exactly in with what I've been looking into, like on the show here, um, the cosmists, the neuralink connecting all of our brains. Uh, and then once all of our brains are connected starlink connecting our world brain or our hive mind as it's known to the fallen angels that are global elite worship these 33 percent, the one-third of angels that joined lucifer as he fell from heaven right uh it, it all directions point there for me and again maybe recency bias maybe um you know i just kind of understand this in my own way versus the the status quo of it but um i've been i've been laying that out over the show for the last couple episodes now so Definitely uh, interesting there. Nonetheless, if we're being told that this location is monitoring some massive planetary body speeding towards us, it should be looked into, right? I mean, we should entertain these ideas, even if it's just to learn the propaganda tactics that are being pushed here. Uh, Again, I don't know. I lean towards... um, I, I don't know what I lean towards, actually. I lean towards it being some kind of energy... Rich place. Um, I think that there's a reason that they wanted to keep it away from the Native Americans. You could still do what you're going to do up there and allow Native Americans to visit. There's something there's something big with the energy, I feel. Uh, again, being right on a ley line there. So, yeah, the propaganda, I think, is being laid on thick here. And I think that that's important to understand why it would be. And that brings us to a guy named Cristoforo Barbado. And this dude talks about the idea and supposedly a source that he had regarding something called the SIV this is like the Vatican's own personal CIA here um i don't know i guess he found credible information on this but it's tough to know exactly because there is something if we're talking about the SIV there is something they're called and i'm scrolling through the VIS this is the Vatican Information Center and this thing would be the Vatican um, intelligence service, rather than the, uh, I, I think I said Vatican Information Center, um, excuse me on that, it's Vatican Information Service, see it's even freaking confusing, trying to lay it out here, the SIV, which would be the Vatican Intelligence Service, uh, and they, you know, obviously flip it around, because they speak Italian, but uh, there, there is actually provably something called the Vatican Information Service, now there's theories out there that this is a cover, that, you know, Uh, The information is always the intelligence in this circumstance, kind of like the ISIS idea where they told us it stood for the Islamic State of, uh, what, Iraq and Syria, and then there was crazy people out there, maybe credible, I don't know, saying that um, it was the Israeli secret intelligence service. Who knows? But this is kind of getting at the idea here that this was, if it is, in fact, something different, it was named intentionally to be confusing here. Um, But this Barbado dude... Actually says that he communicated with a with a Jesuit that that kind of blew the whistle on this. And there's another Jesuit dude that I that I'll bring up named Guy uh, Consolmagno. And uh, yeah, it's, that's a tough name to say when you're a little sick here. But it's a it's a leading astronomer guy that often turns up in media as a spokesperson for the Vatican. Now there's people that think that this is the dude that he referred to, but this, this mouthpiece for the Vatican, uh, he works with NASA. He taught at Harvard and MIT. Uh, I mean, he, he currently, I guess, splits his time between the Vatican observatory, uh, and laboratory, which is called the Spicola Vaticana, uh, which is in the, uh, summer residence of, um, of the Pope in Castle Gandolfo, and then he also goes. Uh, so obviously Italy, right? And then uh, also goes to Mount Graham. So he splits his time fifty-fifty at least at the point of this uh, article being written. Which again, twenty twenty, uh, pretty interesting little time. So uh, yeah, he's been uh, he's been trying to unite the the science and the religion world. This uh, this Consul Magno guy, the NASA shill trying to unite science and religion, which it seems like they're actually being able to accomplish right now pretty pretty heavily. Again, I mentioned earlier, I don't see how you can be uh, you know, religious, at least Christian, any, any sect of Christianity, and be liberal, right? And then you have these websites like that uh, Faithful American that are, are saying the exact opposite. So there is a splintering in this whole idea, right? Um, not the the best Christian over here, obviously. I say that every damn time I mention Christianity because I don't want, um, actual Christians out there to think that I'm bashing. And that's like the only religion that makes any sense to me. So, uh, I always try to be very careful with that one. Not that I shit on anyone else's, but still, um, uh, I, I don't see how you can, how you can fall in line with both those ideologies. But, um, this this NASA show here trying so hard to unite science and religion. This would be what that would do. Uh, this this kind of telescope finding actual proof that there are aliens, getting some interesting footage, being able to access different portals, which I think they can do. But it seems like there is a holdup of you know how to use this technology. There's a there seems to be some sort of argument at the top. Um, maybe and maybe it's just me being foolish, and they're all on the same page, which is very possible. So, at the end of the day, what I think they're trying to do again is contact the fallen angels. And actually, this is the same guy that I'm that I'm mentioning, not the journalist, but the Consul Magno guy, the NASA shell. He, uh, said that that the that there's some very uh, high advanced very, uh, you know, liberating entities out there that one day humans will beg for these alien entities to liberate our souls, so to speak, right? Um, this screams to me like, you know, selling your soul, right? It's getting getting away from God completely and getting into, uh, you know, these dark entities that how the hell does this guy know how intelligent they are? Um, there's other claims that people say that these are warlike aliens that when they get here, they're just going to wipe us out. How the hell do you know that? Right. It's, it's total bullshit. Um, so I think that the soul liberation that they're referring to here is just, again, total dark shit going on. So freaky stuff. Um, I'll wrap up here. Uh, This was meant to be a shorter one, kind of just a bonus episode for you guys. Cause, uh, you know, you just support me so much. So I appreciate that support. I uh, wanted to give a little extra. And obviously this is kind of a thrown together episode, but I wanted to finish off with the SIV um and and this actual location here. What how those two tie together. And you will see um in this other source that I've been kind of going off of, um again the bibliothe Play, I don't even know how the hell you say this, but I'll uh I'll definitely tag this actual Article, um, the title of it being "Planet X and the Jesuit Footage Classified Secretum uh, Omega: The First Indirect Confirmations," and this is by Luca Scantum Burlo. And I'll just read the the beginning here. I guess this is from uh, UFO Digest website, and it says an Italian investigative journalist believes he has found sufficient evidence to confirm the existence of a top secret Vatican organization. In parentheses here, Servicio Informazione del Vaticano, the SIV, or the Vatican Intelligence Service. So they refer to it as the SIV, but we say it in English as Vatican Intelligence Service. Again, the uh, confusion added because of the information service, okay? I don't mean to beat a dead horse there, but it is important. Um, and this, this organization allegedly specializes in extraterrestrial affairs and the return of Planet X. The journalist also helped confirm the existence of a Vatican security clearance shown uh, known as Secretum Omega that governs access to this information. This helps explain why former Vatican insiders such as Monsignor Corrado Balducci appear uh, to be out of the loop when it comes to such information. This was revealed in a personal conversation that I had with him back in October 2005. The secret Vatican organization, SIV, was first revealed in such research of Cristoforo Barbado, who described how he was uh, approached by email in 2000 by a Jesuit member of the SIV and later personally met him in 2001. The Jesuit, who remains anonymous, confirmed the following. The 1954 Eisenhower extraterrestrial meeting, that George Adamski did not have a secret meeting with the Pope and the return of Planet X, and the existence of the U.S. hyperspeed vehicle, Aurora, capable of space travel. Now, Aurora alleged to be like this uh, pyramid-flying, weird-looking thing. I don't know. Uh, again, this becomes very, very confusing. Um, but also, I mean, incredibly interesting. I wanted to talk about this guy that supposedly you know exposes all this stuff, because... I, I'm suspicious of him too you know members of the media have become activists and they they you know that so many of them are connected to the CIA in one way or another sometimes even like having parents or like really good close connections coming from the intelligence agency and then they just get over to uh, activism in the media rather than journalism but um it says you know when when this article describes who this guy is, it says for many years Barbado was also a member of the CUN. It's close to another little uh, show that I got, right? A member of the CUN, which is the Centro Ufologico Nazionale, which I guess is like the, you know, UFO, National UFO Center, Um, the main Italian ufological association. And uh, he contributed to many authoritative writings dealing with UFOs in Italy, including two cyclopedias. So this guy is part of academia as well. Uh, obviously pretty intelligent if you're able to contribute to encyclopedias. Nothing against intelligence here. We don't have much of it on this show. But, uh, you know, still still suspicious uh, with the other connections here. And for some years, Barbado was an editor in charge in Rome for some Italian magazines like Extraterrestrial and Stargate Magazine. A couple cool little titles there. And uh, I guess in Stargate, he wrote about the... Um, Fatima apparitions, and then that famous third secret. Now, whether he was misinforming people or he actually had some legit information about that, it's definitely interesting. Uh, The Fatima stuff was um, little girls in a village that had like visions, and the visions were coming through, and I think the third one hadn't come true yet or something. Uh, More Catholic stuff. It seems shady again. Uh, But, yeah, you have the same dude saying that he's got this inside Vatican police source. Uh, exposing the secret intelligence network, also, you know, contributing to, you know, magazines, big magazines in one of the most occult countries in the damn world, Italy. Uh, So yeah, now the SIV seems to be focused, to focus really on space. And uh, I mentioned that earlier, because um, I, I kind of have the idea that if Trump was creating uh, space force or, or some group out there was creating space force using Trump as the figurehead are, is that to actually combat what the SIV does? Uh, you know, if the SIV is looking at space and, and focusing on Nibiru and uh, you know, all kinds of weird space shit, you, you would imagine that there would be some members of the elite that would be sketched out, As to the way that they're going about it. And they wanted to create Space Force. I always kind of maintain the idea that Space Force had something more to do with cyberspace than real space, right? Um, But Space Force is like a sexier name rather than like Keyboard Warrior or whatever the hell you'd call it, right? Uh, So yeah, I mean, it just kind of makes you wonder if there's some splintering going on at the top when it comes to this kind of shit. This incredibly sensitive um, and, I mean, really world-changing information. So Interesting stuff. I mean, I don't know what you think is going on at this, uh, you know, Lucifer freaking base telescope shit here in uh, in my home, almost my home city, Tucson. It's, again, Safford, but um, very close. I mean, it's a stone's throw away. And um, I, I'll tell you right now, I lean towards it being a, an important energy vortex of some kind. I don't know if I go to Portal all the way, uh, I don't know if portals are real, necessarily. I tend to believe they are, but i, I like to uh, get a little more proof about that. Again, thrown together episode here on this. I wanted to get something out, uh, testing this new platform here, uh, hoping that it works out well. And then also, um, you know, just because this was such an interesting thing. And there's a couple videos online you can check out. There's lots of information out there about this. I've actually heard people mention the Lucifer Telescope. But just forgot, so I wanted to get into this and in Mount Graham, knowing that it's right freaking here. I would love to go here someday and just see what I can see. Just walk around a little bit. Um, I know I probably can't get to the sacred part of the mountain, and I don't know if I would want to. But um, yeah, I mean, look for that in the future. Maybe something more in-depth here, and maybe some video content about what the hell is going on there. So thank you guys for listening. And, um, yeah, tell friends about the show. Do all that good shit. Didn't even advertise Patreon or nothing here, okay? Just wanted to have a little fun. Uh, This is the full episode of this. There's no extra content over there uh, for this one. Again, just a thank you from me to you guys. Um, Get back at me with this. Give me your thoughts. See what we can come up with. And uh, until then, guys, take care. And thanks for listening, as always.